0: Hello everybody and welcome back to the Catch Kate podcast. This week we have another lovely guest, Jen Doran, who is based in West Cork, founder of The Nature Wave and she is here today to share her story and her work connecting people back to nature. So hello Jen, Uh, would you like to tell us a little bit about yourself? Hello, Kate.
1: And yeah, thanks so much for having me here and for that lovely introduction. Um, <laughs> yeah, well, <laughs> wow. <laughs> Big question, especially uh, under a full moon. You know, that, know. This been, it's been such an intense full moon. My God. Or I don't know if it's been intense for you. It's been yes. intense for me. Yeah, So I <laughs> <laughs> can feel like the brain is a bit um, sticky in places, but yeah. Um, yeah, I guess um, in a nutshell, though, yeah, about me, like a lot, you know, I guess one thing that is um, such a, a driver in my life is all about connecting to nature and finding the different ways in which I can connect to nature and then also how I can help others connect to nature. So this has been like a center piece, I guess, in my whole life, I think since the age of like eight, you know, I remember. Um, when I eight yeah eight years old comes up for me because that was when I first heard heard about like um climate change and I remember I was like distraught you know and I had to take a week off school because I was so upset and kind of it really had such a strong impact on me and I remember that moment definitely something switch and also there is awareness of a deep sensitivity as well which I think has also shaped my life you know I think um being a highly sensitive person it's really interesting living in the modern day world and yeah. I guess you know really learning how to accept yourself as being more sensitive uh in a in a kind of culture that doesn't fully I, I know some cultures in the world still really like will um reward sensitivity and they're really aware of it but I guess in our culture it's more like um I guess the extroverts and uh the the do do do's that that kind of get a lot of attention or the understanding you know so um I think the combination of the two and I think also this being highly sensitive has allowed me to have this beautiful connection with the earth and the sea and everything and really explore it and then open up kind of pathways for others to 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 discover it as well so it's been yeah, it's it's been an amazing journey so far. I know I'm kind of only at the beginning of it really as well in many ways. Um there's a lot more to <laughs> to kind of delve deeper into. Um and I guess I've, I've only done only the last year yeah, a full year into running my herbal medicine practice, you know, so I know I'm just on the cusp of that as well, which is a, an amazing thing to feel as well because I'm so um happy to devote my entire life to that, which at one point in my life, would have scared the crap out of me, thinking I'd have to devote my life to something, <laughs> you know, yeah. or or like be within one thing. But I guess within herbal medicine, there's so many routes you can go down, and um, yeah, areas to explore and things you can create with it. So it, there's so much freedom within it. It doesn't feel in any way like you're trapped in, within it, or mm. it's something you've escaped from. So yeah, I'm really like unbelievably blessed to yeah. to have found it, or to have come back to it. I guess, yeah,
0: yes. And I really like what you said about the sensitivity because I can so relate even many times people seeing it as such a, like a flaw. And when you hear the reactions of it, like, of you're too sensitive you're this and you think something's wrong. And then you Mm. meet people like yourself or other people, like you find the tribe who are similar (laughs) and you're like, Oh, this is great. Like I, I'm heard and seen and, You know, and and you're so right with the whole, the culture is built for, like, doing, going, like, overexerting, exhaustion. You know, it's not really built for the other way. And it's like, come on, get on with it, you know. But I'm actually interested in, like, have you experienced, when you mentioned other cultures, who more see it as a plus? Like, where would you have...
1: I actually, that I got that perspective from a book that I'm reading at the moment. It's called A Highly Sensitive Person. <laughs> um, and, <laughs> you know, that's why it's really present for me, even though like, I got this book, my parents actually gave it to me five years ago. Yeah. Um, it's really interesting, but I guess at the time I wasn't fully ready to receive it. So I remember I read half of it and then I gave up on it. Not because not I wasn't getting stuff from it, but you know, it was kind of like so much awareness about you know who I was and the way I've been living and mm-hmm. um it, it was just a lot like it really made you feel so much like I was like whoa and it was kind of life changing in a way just mm-hmm. really knowing that you know well I guess for the first time being given full permission to be as you are you know and as you say you know not to feel like the sensitivity is like a weakness or something you have to mute or kind of dull down at all or or pretend that isn't there which is kind of what what happens in a lot of cases as you say like you are like oh don't, don't you're, you're just being too sensitive um and that's like saying you're just being too you <laughs> which is I like know. which is mad so but anyway I actually though it's only in the last kind of few months I've started reading this book again and it's like it's amazing because I'm so ready to receive it now mm-hmm. you know um really deeply you know really because I've been doing so much work on I'm really trying to twist that narrative of seeing my sensitivity as a weakness and really seeing it as a strength, especially with like stepping into the herbal medicine. I can see the two are just intrinsically linked and Mm. the more I can own that sensitivity, the better a herbalist I'll be, you know? So this book mentions though, in, in countries like Japan, uh, so in, you know, in, in like Ireland and the, uh, in, in, the, in this area of the world, yeah, they did like tests on like school kids and which school kids were the most popular ones. and it was the ones that were the most loud and kind of like brashed and you know the bullies almost, the ones that are like bossing everyone around and then the quiet ones, the sensitive kids got forgotten about
0: hmm. and were kind
1: of pushed aside or seen as weird. But then in Japan, um the sensitive quiet kids are the ones that are sought after. Mm-hmm. they're the ones that people want to be friends with and want to be around and spend time with so and, and I guess that culture people would be a lot more kind of
0: um in their sensitivity
1: yeah yeah and uh, introverted a bit so yeah it, it just kind of made me aware I was like oh, okay it's not like this everywhere in the world there is places where it is kind of seen and respected or just understood a bit more I think mm-hmm. um because definitely I think yeah we really need the sensitive people especially at the moment where we are in the world because they're the ones that are feeling what's happening and it can guide us <laughs> you know back into connection you know instead of keeping driving and uh yeah keep yeah. that kind of treadmill going
0: yeah yeah it's so um and and making change as well for nature you know I always used to say like as I over time would. With- like people saying that to me like oh you're so sensitive or da, da, da. and then I thought like oh my god is something wrong with me or something and then I thought oh my god like I would not be doing the work I'm doing if I didn't feel this much I would not be like looking after pollinators or the earth or mm-hmm. you know like it's like we wouldn't be doing this work you know we'd be like in distraction mode like you know blah 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 computers you know we'd be we wouldn't be feeling like you know
1: it's so, you're so true and and I, I know just from meeting some people that are doing like similar work to you and myself like a lot of them are really sensitive people that are doing yeah. it they're feeling it you know and, I
0: know yeah and also
1: n- nature is such um a safe space for for the sensitive soul as well it's, oh. it's such a beautiful place to go and just be held and you know um, when you're feeling so much you do need a, a lot of you, you need a lot of space, and you also needs something or someone to hold you as well. At times, you know so that's why I think mm-hmm. nature is one of those huge ones, and that's what I get so much from it is yeah. is that holding, and that's kind of what I'm trying to share with people as well is is that remembrance
0: of that. Yeah, you know, and something so, I found interesting many like years ago, like when I was with a therapist, and she obviously hadn't really. Developed that connection to nature, it was kind of forgotten, mm. I'd say. And I remember I used to speak to her about what I was working on and stuff, and she'd be like, "Wow, like I, that's so amazing, like your connection." And it made me see myself differently. And I was like, "What's she talking about? Like, like aren't we born <laughs> with this? Like, aren't we always like connected? How could you not?" And then it made me realize maybe there we just aren't like some, you know, maybe yeah. it's just different for everybody there you know how they've grown up and their level of disconnection even you know
1: yeah true yeah and then yeah the ability to to reconnect as well It definitely I, th- I think you're right it's probably like easier for some like like us and then harder for others It it takes yeah. longer or you know I think everyone's got a certain amount of energy for different things you know so so for I think people like us it's easier to send that energy out, out into into nature yeah. and to follow that whereas for others it might not be as easy to do that yes you know um so it's also being aware of that too that it's great that we're all different as well so we can yeah.
0: cover a lot of bases as well yeah and that society runs in some way uh um, yeah I, know this is a- <laughs> I was at the beach the other day swimming and there was guys down a hole like digging and pulling up all sorts and it was like disgusting outside not disgusting but it was like Mm -hmm. wind and rain and and I was like oh my god I would not like to do their job and I was like well thank god somebody's doing that job because
1: (laughs) (laughs) not for me (laughs) oh no it's so true isn't it like yeah yeah, it's it's so good that we're all so different like thank god for that you know and yeah I, I really feel strongly about that as well as like just that that we all remember that, how important it is for people to be different. So to have sensitive people and also the people that aren't so, so sensitive as well, because they, they can keep going through lost situations that we couldn't and vice versa. You know, so it is, yeah. it's so needed, isn't it? To have all the spectrums and not, yeah. not the clones.
0: <laughs> and would you find then, um, say with sensitivity, would you find TV would um, like would you be relaxed watching TV or do you find that gets your nervous system?
1: Yeah, well, I guess it depends what I'm watching, but I would just generally find screen time uh, overstimulating, yeah. you know, and um, I'm much better with reading. Like reading just calms me down so much. Um, mm. And yeah, especially before bed, because I remember at one stage I did get into that habit of just like watching movies or documentaries or something before bed and I did that for about six months I remember I think it was during lockdown time but uh it really didn't suit me I was like I was just like my mood was just I was just kind of just angry or something just a bit yeah. off just a bit yeah. off so yeah, I realized from that it's was like yeah, okay it doesn't suit me you know so I, I always know just that like I just need that that reading in the in the evening time before going to sleep just to like calm everything down um so yeah I would you know I love I love movies though I do really love because I love going to different worlds you know what I mean like Lord of the Rings is my favorite thing (laughs) yeah (laughs) you know just movies like that because I think they're amazing as well like for your imagination and to experience different things like that Mm -hmm. but yeah I would I do prefer um keeping them to a minimum definitely and yeah just giving your giving your imagination space as well away from the screen time Mm -hmm. so important is, and I'm curious
0: you know, as well about sleeping. Yeah. My, I'm like really sensitive sleeper. I'm curious if yeah. you have that, like would things disturb you, you know, like would light or noise disturb your sleep?
1: It's funny. I go through phases, but I'm... Um... Light has never been a thing that disturbs me. I, I can generally sleep. I really prefer, I prefer sleeping in the dark. I love like darkness, yeah. but it's it's not a necessity for me, which is funny. And then, um, yeah, like sound wise. Yeah, I would be. I, I need quiet. And I've noticed since moving to West Cork, I just like, it's like the quiet down here is like satisfying a deep thirst, you know, mm-hmm. you know,
0: that you're just like, oh, it's so Your good. Cells are like. <laughs> Vibrating like much like
1: calmer. Yeah, yeah, completely. So no, yeah, I would be and I I definitely am I'm very sensitive to the moon as well. So I noticed around like full moons I generally wouldn't sleep as well. Mm. Um but, but it's interesting because you don't get tired the same way as other times of the month, you know. I uh, say I didn't sleep well, kind of around the new moon and stuff like that. I'd feel tired during the day, but around the full moon, there's like I think it's just so strong. Depends on which one as well, but you know, it kind of keeps you going throughout the day. So yeah, I'd, I'd be sensitive in in that sense, definitely to the moon phases when it comes to sleep. Yeah. Mm. What about you? Um,
0: yeah, I'd be like, I'd be like, black it out because I suppose I'm all <laughs> trying to mirror nature, and I'm like, okay, the beehive, they're the world. Yeah absolute black and absolute light like they worship the sun they follow the sun and then they go into complete blackness Um, and and I really try to mimic I always say to people I say this phrase every morning uh you know like guide me to be more like nature and so more and more I'm going into these like doing these things and I'm like well look it's happening (laughs) and I'm like I just need to be really (laughs) dark and really quiet and just really black it out you know
1: um, I,
0: I was with a friend recently then in a hotel she actually started laughing in the middle of the night well it was really yeah. funny she was snoring so I definitely couldn't sleep because like yeah. it's something I've been trying to figure it out because I'm like why why just I can't it's something else that goes into my body it's like my body is vibrating with the snoring or something I don't know my cells yeah. just can't come down uh um, yeah, I don't know yeah. what it is, but I've ne- I've not been able to get over it to this day. Like, <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, but, yeah, if it was the bees buzzing, I'd go to sleep. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah, or, yeah. Um, I could give a little like yeah, a little hive in your bedroom. <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah, definitely. Yeah, I'd, I'd sleep now in the summer. Day. Yeah, I'd sleep in the summer on the hammock behind them, and I'd have that. Me. Yeah
1: oh wow yeah. I'd have amazing. that noise
0: and they'd be landing on me and I'd have the hum and I'd have the the air that filtrates through the hive that comes out the back that would go over me it's I don't know if you've heard of it AP therapy
1: no I've never heard of that
0: yeah no. it's amazing it's kind and of because of the vibration
1: it's all, like, a sound like all
0: parts of the hive you know whether it's yeah. the the vibration the frequency the wind gust all the products of the hive the whole thing it's it's therapeutic and it's mm-hmm. you know it puts right. you back to your original frequency. Um, That's amazing. And yeah. do do you feel like
1: the the bees know you? Do you feel like oh yeah, 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 hundred really percent. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. Um, They recognize faces, and yeah, they would know me. Yeah. Um, um, I love that. And what was the other thing? Now I was going to say. Oh yeah, I was going to the toilet only in the middle of the night, right? And she's like, yeah. "I'm awake. Do you need the light?" And I was like, "No, I can see in the dark." <laughs> She was just like the next morning, she was like, Okay, the funniest part of the night was you being like, I can see in the dark. Because I was like, I can. Because <laughs> I'm doing it so long now, walking in the black, you know? Oh, oh, I love it. I love it.
1: You're right, though. I think it's so important. And for your circadian rhythm and everything, like, I, I presume, mm-hmm. are you
0: like an early riser? Do you get up with the sun? I would, yeah, generally. Yeah, 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 yeah. With your eyes, like that guy, that neuroscientist, you know, Huberman, he's doing all this. Yeah, rhythm. that's really good brain research yeah. right I find stuff like he just so much nuggets of wisdom you know but he talks about mm-hmm. the eye being like the visual part of the brain or the outside of the brain like the brain we can't get at but the eye is part of the brain and that the minute the light wow. hits that like even in the morning cortisol is released so that's another reason why I don't want to open my eyes in the night and see light because I'm going to get cortisol and I'm going to wake up you know so I'd, I'd rather heard that. Heard that, that the, the black <laughs> yeah that makes sense though
1: and I heard about like that for the if you're not in complete darkness as well your body doesn't or your brain doesn't produce me- melatonin in the, in the same way as well so yeah, yeah it is yeah, yeah that's why I, I really feel for people who do graveyard shifts you know at night don't know how they do that honestly <laughs> like my heart goes out to all them
0: yeah and even in france like when i lived in france it was blackout blinds like there's a reason and you look Mm -hmm. at the seeds which you know all about like seeds are in complete blackness for growth like we should be going into black and then light you know i I think anyway anyway. no i I definitely agree and again
1: (laughs) again it's like the yin and the yang and you know night and day sun and the moon you know it's it's everywhere you're right like nature is shouting at us to do it so uh yeah, and that's probably one of the reasons why we are disconnected, just there's so much electricity and light now. Mm. You know, so even just in, in cities you don't get to see the stars or the moon as much, you know. I know. Um, yeah, and it, it does definitely affect the circadian rhythm as well, which affects everything. So um yeah, that's really interesting though. It's good good reminder as well for people.
0: Sleep in the dark. <laughs> yeah, 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 And they'd be like, yeah. Kate, I blame you, Kate. I've been sleeping all day, I missed work. I'd be like I didn't say I missed your work. So your alarm <laughs> um maybe you to miss that
1: day of work as
0: well yeah another mm-hmm. thing actually I don't know your view on it I was contemplating it recently it was kind of coming up for me I was thinking about the sun and the autumn and the winter and how we get less sun and then when there's periods of dark sky like we get even less sun and yeah. how we love like lighting fires and we love lighting candles and it's like seeking that light after the light is gone it's like oh we're still looking for that light you know which is our power and our fuel and
1: yeah like how do
0: you how do you feel about that like moving into the season and getting that light Mm. still you know
1: I I love it like because I feel like um the darker seasons are the time where you really can connect with the fire element Mm. and like fire is so integral to being human as well it's the reason we are where we are right now and it's a focal point it makes people gather like in circle all the time and also it makes people um I think I think it really makes people like share as well like because the the darker half of the year is the time of the year where we go into kind of our dream world and ideas start forming. And as you said, the seeds, that's when we go into our seed self. Mm. Um, but it can be really important to have something to bring us in there further. And, you know, even when you're looking at flames, it's so different from looking at a television or anything like that. It, you go into like a trance almost. Mm. And I feel like it brings you further into that dream-like mm. um aspect of this darker half the year this feminine half the year Mm. so I feel like I I love this half the year to be honest like I I love all the seasons Mm. but there's something really magic about this time of the year especially with like sowing and approaching the winter solstice now and yeah more of the fire and candles coming out like um even my boyfriend actually because I never did this and I don't know why but he reads by candlelight all the time um at night and it's actually such a beautiful thing so I've started doing it now but I'm like why wasn't I ever doing this before I always had like a bedside are lamp they bright
0: enough the candles yes,
1: yeah, yeah he'd have like a couple of different heights you know so there a tall candle a middle one and so you're getting a good, <laughs> yeah. so a, good a good spectrum of candle candle height um to shine it on your book you know but again that was really nice as well And again, it takes away that um, awareness that something is switched on, you know, like even just like a light being switched on, there's there's still something in your environment that's switched on, which is something we're trying to get away from when we want deep rest and sleep and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, that's kind of my feeling on on, on fire on fire in this type of the year and even just candles if we don't have a fireplace. I know it's harder now with new houses to get to get like stoves and everything. Um but I think just candles are actually really important, you know, having that flame, you know, flame there to to meditate with as well. Like, you know, I remember Light a lighter. Light a lighter, lighter, lighter. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Just sway it. Sway it in, in your bed. Like um, connection. You know. Yeah, yeah, this is it. Yeah. So I know it, it's like seeking, I, I know, because are, are you coming at it from the perspective of like, should we just be in the darkness instead of seeking light in the darkness? No, or? I was
0: I was on about like, as in myself, that like when four or five p.m. hits, I'm like, yeah. okay, the fire, okay, a candle. Like, I I feel like I'm still seeking the light. I'm still wanting. Yeah. You know?
1: I'm yeah. not ready yeah. to go
0: in black dark at five. You know, I still want some light. Yeah. And I'm like, I was just contemplating on oh you know why why am I doing this you know I was just going back yeah. to basics about it and I'm like I'm looking for light because yeah. that power source that's in the summer you could be out yeah. like I could be out in it from seven or eight until nine or ten at night and that's big power you know like and then you're getting yeah. not even half of that then you know it's like so different yeah.
1: Yeah, it's true, but and I but I guess like I I feel like the f- flames like fire like candlelight is a different um intensity of light. You know, like it's I feel like it's not as intense as the sun. I think it's more soothing. Yeah, you know, because you can get so relaxed by looking yes. at into the flame, but you don't get relaxed by looking in the sun. You just get really sore eyes. <laughs> you know? so, I, I think I think that kind of for me symbolizes the difference between the two. It's like yeah, you're still seeking the light, but it's a different type of light.
0: Mm, yeah it definitely would resonate with that yeah it's yeah. it's it's the sun is just like beyond powerful like look what it powers our whole planet everything and <laughs> yeah. those gorgeous f- fires are like so gentle you know aren't they yeah yeah And uh,
1: how, how do you find the yeah the darker months in the winter do you like thrive in them or do you do you find them challenging or do you flow flow through them?
0: I I, like normally last year I found challenging. Mm. And I was trying to think back of the other years because I don't remember the other years being as challenging. And maybe last year was as well because of the pandemic and not kind of being able to kind of, I felt like connection was less available and I found that bit hard, like human connection because I'm living alone and I'm working alone and I yeah that's true you know people were afraid to meet up and then uh, that fear I could feel it and Mm. I think that's what maybe made it harder for me that I was like oh like I need human connection where are the people you know I would go to the beach and they'd be like you can't be at the beach and I'd be like what I live, live here like what are you talking about like everybody was getting scared and I was like where is the light and yeah but yeah I tend to thrive in the sun really you know yeah 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 you're such a sun sunny person yeah yeah but mm-hmm. i do respect the dark and it is definitely necessary um like mm-hmm. when i created my book i did that like in the whole winter and i wouldn't have made maybe i wouldn't have made that project because i wouldn't have been sitting inside my door looking out in the rain for a few months you know yeah, yeah i true. feel like it's a real arty time to kind of what will i kind of create you know
1: yeah yeah you're so right isn't it it's a really like um, where a definitely different part of the brain can can be at the forefront you know yes. and then I, yeah I and feel like our to... brain does too <laughs> along with her and our honoring
0: body's. like something I'm working on like honoring my body and the cycles and the seasons because not pushing mm-hmm. it you know I'm still I'm still um working on that in some respects say in terms of exercise of like certain times like you know is it the ego or is it like you know like trying to get out of something like oh I should go yeah. for a run and then I'm like you know is yeah. my body or is that my head now you know like it's trying to differentiate yeah. and getting much better with that you know and um, yeah that's good. Yeah, it takes time though
1: doesn't it like even yeah. just tuning it to your menstrual cycle as well and seeing when when's a good time for that intensity yeah. of exercise and when do you need to just say no and go yes. to bed and you know yeah pull your hot water bottle <laughs>
0: and mm-hmm. uh, regarding your work then um mm. herbalism like at the moment now um what would you be foraging or could you advise people if they're listening is there any little bits they can get before cold comes
1: for the cold comes but well, I guess yeah like there's still mushrooms out um you know they are like beginning to to die off for sure, but there there'd still be some fruiting for a while. I'm not um I'm not a mushroom queen though. Like in terms of like I love them, but I um I. I only kind of work with about four different types of mushrooms in my, um, I guess my apothecary at the moment. It's something I'm going to expand. So like basically mushrooms and seaweed. So seaweed as well is the time, this is the time of the year for seaweed. So I'd say to everyone, go get some seaweed, you know, because it's just so potent. It's so full of the most, I think it's got like 30% more uh, potency of minerals and nutrients and vitamins and anything that grows in the earth, you know. So um it is just incredible. And that's why especially comes into its own, I think around this time of the year when everything else is starting to die. Um so like I, I was get I was foraging slows today, just the last of the slows. But yeah I can see they're like they're pretty much done now. And I I ate a blackberry and it tasted awful. <laughs> Yeah. I was like, oh, maybe. and I know there there is that um it's even in like Irish folklore what is it uh you know they used to believe that if you ate berries after after Samhain that um they had the devil in them or something like that or or the or the the, the she the fairies would, would 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 uh take hold of you so I kind of felt that today I was like yeah no wonder there's that <laughs> you know folklore surrounding it because yeah they just didn't there was literally just no taste really just kind of really bitter but not in a good way you know you can taste yeah. like the bitter. like oh, I just feel that. I was like oh no these guys need to go rest now on the earth Um, so yeah so I think that this time of the year definitely like seaweed is when I think seaweed and mushrooms are, are definitely this time of the year and mm-hmm. especially you know in terms of where our bodies are at as well like the mushrooms are like feeding our immune system on such a deep level for like you know having to combat the colder you know darker days and then seaweed just gives you that extra boost that you're not getting obviously from fresh ve- vegetables because they're not growing in abundance as much but like nowadays there's polytunnels so you can still probably like I don't know what what's still growing in your polytunnel at the moment
0: um I have broccolis after coming up now and everything oh. like, re- they look really good like and there's still oh. a couple of pumpkins and um what else is in there um, even in the ground outside like the beetroots all, all they all still look amazing there's tons of kale like it, it's so strong it's amazing and um, I had my last cauliflower last week I made a soup <laughs> um but still carrots yeah. parsnips they're all still there which is amazing yeah. you know
1: wow that is amazing gorgeous yeah I yeah. oh guess yeah, something else uh nuts like nuts might still be around so like acorns if you can find them they're amazing as well like um to make uh You can make lovely um, acorn flour out of the acorns, just roasting acorns and then like blitzing them. And then you can make your acorn pancakes, whatever you want. Um, And oh, there's another thing. Oh, yeah. Roots. So this is the time of the year where um, we're going into into, like the root energy. So think about like all the energy from you know now the fruit and the leaves and the trees is beginning to die and then everything begins to travel downwards so it's actually a really good time to dig up roots like dandelion root and um, so that's what I was showing people on my uh, workshop I did just there with my friend Danny um, which is all about um, yeah what was abundant in autumn but also like roots are kind of you know from now for another few months you can dig up the roots but especially the dandelion root um it's just like it's so abundant in ireland so i I do like to really focus on what herbs are in in in, in, in a, a abundance i guess as opposed to the ones that maybe need to be protected so like in all the workshops i run i'll only ever focus on the ones that are, are abundant like nettles you know and, and things that can really um you know, support themselves. You know, and aren't at danger for being overforaged or, or anything like that. Because I guess that that is one thing I'm kind of, and I think you know, a lot of herbivores would share is just worried about. You know, with this awareness on Instagram and everything of foraging, it's amazing. But then also, you're just worried that people might not forage in, in the right way if if they haven't like learned how to do it sustainably or if they're not aware if something is endangered or not you know um so i guess we had dandelion the thing about dandelions is they're everywhere and they're such an amazing medicine as well especially like the roots they're incredible for like your liver like they um they also are like a prebiotic so they feed the good gut bacteria that's already in your gut mm-hmm. and so anyone with like pms as well it's amazing um it's amazing for your liver in that sense that it really helps your liver to like process the hormones and uh yeah, it's just one of those things I just, I'm obsessed with dandelion roots okay. <laughs> at the moment. Wow. So yeah, I guess that, 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 that it's it's an interesting time of the year because you're kind of looking, yeah, you're, you're looking into the earth and you're looking out to the sea and you're, the roots, the seaweed, and then you're kind of hoping for a few extra nuts or anything that's still around, you know. So it is a really interesting time of the year where you're kind of looking on, on the edges of mm-hmm. places as opposed yeah. to, you know, during summer and autumn, where everything's like in your face, you know, and you're like, "Whoa!" So yeah, I, I really like this time of the year, though, because it's kind of yeah, it's it's the edge, it's going to the edges, which is always a really interesting place to be, I think. Yeah.
0: And it's like that um kind of primal instinct of like, oh, is there anything left? And then you get that like, <laughs> yeah. yes, I found stuff, and then you get that dopamine. You're like, yeah, got it. I'm not going to. Yeah, do you right. It, it's almost like extra at this time of the year because you're almost yeah. not expecting to find anything. Yeah. Yes. Yeah there's studies yeah. done on that and that dopamine factor of when you find food you know you no get way. the dopamine kick like that's no. I was sharing on my Instagram before it was about the chickens that I have they they lay the hens all over the ditches like I know I should teach them like yeah. to do it inside the house but I just yeah. leave them do what they want and like I'd be going around looking for eggs and I'm like I found eggs and I be so happy like I was, like so exciting yeah. Yeah, I mean, in one way, it's probably better because you have that like hunt for the eggs, and then just the always primal, being the You know, it's that biohacking. It's like happy hormones. You know, you know that way.
1: That's so interesting. I hadn't actually thought about it like that before, but it makes so much sense. You always yeah. like, especially if you've had something in your awareness that you'd love to kind of work with or find, and then when you find it, it's just like next level the the yeah. experience. That. Yeah, that's that's amazing. Yeah, I love that.
0: Yeah and regarding I know you said you're not like a macologist or anything but you know with mushrooms and foraging like the fruiting body is there risk of over picking um
1: I guess yeah I guess for everything if it's not picked in the right way it depends on the mushroom again it depends which ones you know because all of them have different um you know, I think well in general, I think the way they, you know, release their spores can be quite similar, but some of them definitely it's more, you know, they've got um a better way of releasing the spores and it goes to vaster areas and stuff like that. And then for certain things, you know, you, you need to give it a flick or else, you know, flick the mushroom to release its spores. Um so you definitely can overpick. And I think there is just a huge amount of people picking the mushrooms at the moment. So I think it is. I I don't think they're as endangered as uh, only like I I don't think they're at risk of being endangered, but there might be a few types. Again, I I don't know enough about. What ones about would you
0: of, be yeah. eating or foraging up? Uh, foraging. So um,
1: so the ones I work with mainly are lines, main lines, main. Have you ever worked with that? Or? Yeah,
0: I I think I've yeah. I haven't foraged it myself, but
1: yeah it's um it's absolutely incredible like for for the brain especially like neurodegenerative diseases like parkinson's and everything like that but also like if you've just gone through like a really intensely stressful time and your brain is literally fried yeah. um, it, it's incredible for that and especially when you when you mix it with uh oat so like uh oat is one of the most amazing uh, herbal medicines out there everyone just thinks it's just food but like that that's the case with a lot of herbal medicines they are just food you know it's like food medicine so but like oats if you get like a tincture of oats and mix it with the tincture of the lion's mane they say it's like a hug for the brain so literally just nourishes your brain on such a deep level like the oats um, they have nerve properties which basically means they like really deeply nourish your nervous system which is what like so many people need. And that's why I always say like porridge actually is an amazing, you know, I mean, a, lot, a lot of people are like, oh, it's so traditional and boring and whatnot. But I'm like, it's, it's an incredible food. It really is. It's so nourishing um, for the nervous system. So yeah, so lion's mane, then reishi, uh, ganoderma, um, chaga I'd work with. And what was the other one? What's the other one? Um, oh my God, what was it? Core 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 steps sorry, steps Yeah, um. So yeah, they're the main four main ones I work with. So like, um, lion's mane. I've I've sourced from uh. There's a guy up in Belfast who who grows it, um, because it's not that easy actually to find in the wilds, mm. and then. Yeah, same with reishi. I've I've actually I found it in the wild, but it's, again, it's not that common. So I, I would source it from other herbalists. And then I have a friend who um, go. She's from Estonia, and she goes and gets me chaga from <laughs> Estonia. Because <laughs> again, it's it's one of those ones. So all these ones are they're really like amazing. Um, like uh, they're just it's such strong like uh like their properties are just incredibly strong, but yeah, they're just not as easy to find in, in the wild, you know, as, as I'd like, you know, but yeah. again, it's like finding that balance of like going to where they are. So like in Estonia, chaga is really common, you know, it grows much more uh, abundantly than here. So it's kind of just like tuning into that. Um, but then I guess, yeah, and this mushroom has got a lot of um, air time, especially this year's uh, Amanita muscaria agaric um so yeah and um I'm sure you, do you know Courtney Tyler of Hips and Holes Wildcraft yeah well
0: I've seen her yeah. stuff I've been asking her to get on here like and talk so yeah oh you should.
1: She's amazing oh she's absolutely incredible so I'm actually gonna start uh do a course with her just to try expand my mushroom knowledge more but um yeah I went to one of her courses maybe like six seven years ago but yeah that's where I first found out about that mushroom there and about so I haven't used it internally yet or um kind of like I've been researching that aspect of taking internally but I haven't tried it yet but um just for external use for the sciatica pain and pain in general I've found it works really well I've had a lot of clients Uh, so I've I've made like tinctures from it and it is a one that's really easy to find in Ireland as well it grows quite abundantly here so um, I
0: have the Amanita yeah
1: yeah Yeah, yeah, exactly yeah so yeah that one's been amazing as well um to kind of bring into my apothecary for external use as opposed to internal use but yeah it really is so effective it's absolutely amazing
0: Mm. and it's really Um, interesting as well like a good few people I know in the Balkans like those countries they're so clued on like like they know how to forage from like really young age oh. like, I'm saying to them I'm like come on we're going mush we're going looking for mushrooms <laughs> yeah. like, they're amazing like they have baskets of stuff they just know it from a young kid mm-hmm. they don't go to court like none of them I know have gone to courses they just know it you know and I'm like come and share your knowledge let's do it you know um, it is it's incredible. like yeah
1: and I feel like Ireland used to be like that for different things like seaweed and stuff yeah. but we just lost it but like yeah it, uh, yeah it'd be great to to re- regain that as well and I, I think yeah. we're heading towards that yeah. definitely there's a lot yeah
0: and about like, all those foods like seaweed and mushroom like it's like we've forgotten them like we mm. haven't looked yeah. at them like food we've looked at them like just whatever for nothing and now it's like changing our perception of them or oh my god there's nourishment in that you know
1: completely yeah and I see yes, that is making something yeah
0: else. and I see that guy as well you know Paul Stamets he he sells oh, yeah. tea. I've seen him advertise a lot about the is it the lion's mane tea or the lion's mane something anyway oh, but he 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 talks about it a lot and stuff and I've seen a friend have it here as well but I've not I've had it yeah but not, it's something that I, kind of looking into, you know. Yeah, a lot it, it really for the brain, don't they? Yeah, it does. Yeah, because I had chronic fatigue for
1: a while when I was younger, and. I remember just the such intense brain fog you know where you just can't even think you know mm-hmm. I remember I remember taking that and it was incredible it really helped like clear my mind again allowed the mm-hmm. just allowed thoughts to come through and, and intuition again as well you know yeah. when you're that fatigued your intuition shut down shuts down a bit as well so it was really amazing for that I feel like mushrooms just work on such an incredibly deep level and they kind of like know ourselves as well and I feel like when you combine them with other herbs I feel like they act like this like pied piper for the other herbs to follow into the cell You know, and yeah, be like, yeah. hey, come on this is a way into the cell this is what you got to do and I, I feel like they almost yeah just kind of like um are these lovely like leaders for the rest of the herbs you know it's <laughs> really interesting but yeah I, I love using them the ones that I do use I I really love it. I can't wait to expand you know the apothecary and just learn how to make more medicine from them and everything like that
0: and I was I found the other day like near home like there's a few fields and there was just like fairy rings all over it like all over it I was just like this is magic I didn't even know where to look when I stepped in I was like they're everywhere Yeah, Yeah. yeah wow oh and pure it's magic, just mind blowing. Like how do my seal how it just grows in that way? I'm like, it's like it's an exact circle. Like, look at that. <laughs> you know? yeah. No, really, it is. Some of them are like love hearts, and I'm like, look, it just did that, like by itself. Yeah.
1: <laughs> oh, they're incredible. Like they are the epitome of connection as well. They're so connected, you know, and they can teach us so much. Yeah, but we're we're so lucky to share the earth with them as well. You know what I mean? We can feel like we're so. Like they're like a different creature but like we're we're in the same space together and I think that's something that's so good to remember as well as like we're you know we're neighbors
0: <laughs> yeah you know, yeah
1: it doesn't have to be a huge divide yeah
0: yeah and just even remembering when we look at nature that that's all in ourselves you know yeah yeah you're right Completely. you know like yeah. it's all it's all us anyways and mm-hmm. like when we look at that mushroom, it's us. When we look at that plant, it's us, the tree, the carbon, even honey. Like honey is the closest composition to blood. Like all of this yeah. stuff is us. And it's like yeah. that separation thing that we've learned is completely false, you know. Yeah.
1: I, I love that. Um, I, I saw you, you wrote that about the honey mm. um, and similar uh, like composition to the blood. And I just think that's amazing, you know, because it, it is, it's every nature. It's the same with the sea. The sea is a really close chemical composition to the blood mm. um as well you know and even like the amniotic fluid that we grow in is similar to the sea mm. as well you know it's, it's like it's we're all just like constantly weaving in and out of each other you know no.
0: and like even I was at a spinning class last night and I was like I, like my head obviously started sweating and then I it went into my mouth and I was like oh the salt water but I was like it's That reconnection again of like, oh my god, that's the ocean again, you know, like it's we're all the same things, you know,
1: yeah, it's you know? so true. And I, I always remind people that come to the same interconnection gatherings that, um, when we cry, we cry salty tears, you know what I mean? Just that our emotions are so linked to the sea, you know, and it's there's not this big disconnection, there really isn't.
0: No, yeah. and would you say, like, at your workshops, um, <laughs> Do some people come? Like, I suppose it's all different walks of life, isn't it? Like, do, have some people lost their connection, looking to get it back, or like, is it yeah. sea people?
1: Um. So, is this for the herbs or the the swims? Um, <laughs> the swims <laughs> first.
0: Let's look at the swims first. Yeah,
1: the swims. Yeah, the
0: swims. So, so you swims,
1: It's definitely like it's a whole mixture, and I guess I guess a lot of people who have a fear of the sea. Mm. Um and um haven't really had the space to to look at that yet because like I really create a space where everyone's allowed just to be as they are so like some people have a good relationship at sea some people have a bad relationship at sea and some people have no relationship with the sea that that they feel you know yet so it's kind of like a space for them purely to be curious and to explore and to feel safe and um yeah to have that tribe around you and that holding so that you can explore it so yeah I've had a lot of people who have had that fear and really have started to work with it and overcome it and just the the relief they get because they've had such a um, a pull towards the sea and a knowing that it's that there's so much like so much to gain from you know connecting in with the sea on a deep level so it's, it's amazing seeing that um, and yeah also people that are moving through just really like really hard things in their lives you know I, I always kind of say you know the waves we move through on land um like when we swim in the sea it can make us more resilient to the waves we move through on land because you know you learn how to swim in all these different conditions some days it's really wavy and the spray in your face and you feel a bit like you know it feels chaotic but you manage to keep swimming through it and then other days it's pretty calm and beautiful and it kind of gives you that awareness and that respect for life that it's never linear it's never just like smooth all the time and uh, I think the sea really gives you that resiliency so I've, I've had a lot of people come who've just been struggling you know with life and whatever they've been going through whether it's like a breakup or you know a loss of some sort or even just like stress in their job or stress in just the daily rhythms of life that have felt like they've become so much stronger and also community it gives people like that feeling that they're part of something again you know so um so I guess yeah for the swims it's definitely all walks of life (laughs) and also some people come in purely just for the crack (laughs) you know just to like have fun like just go back to being a kid and being wild and screaming in the sea so like You know, it's really nice because it's got that balance of like you can go really deep or you can just like have, you know, really light, like fun time with the sea. You know, it doesn't have to always be like heavy, deep work. It can be really just beautiful and going back to being a child and playing, you know, just playing. Playing is one of those healing things. Yeah, so. uh, Yeah,
0: absolutely. And Mm. your herbalism then, is that Mm. more one-to-one or do you do group stuff or how do you work with that then
1: yeah both so like um so during the week yeah I see I see people one-on-one and basically like yeah they kind of come to me for for so many things like I've got such a wide range of um people I'm seeing now so some it's it's it could be purely just for anxiety or emotional stuff or others it could be like Crohn's disease, or ulcerative colitis, or rheumatoid arthritis. Um, you know, skin issues, uh, a lot of hormonal issues as well, fertility issues. It's like very broad spectrum. Um, but yeah, generally, like uh, we work together to get to, to the root of what is going on with them. You know, the root of their symptoms. So I always say, like, it's not about you know the the disease necessarily. It's about the person and how their symptoms are kind of showing up in their body and what their body is like saying like what their body is saying it needs so it's like creating this conversation with the body again and go going into the roots so like I really like go deep um on you know the the, the session like especially like the first time I see someone we can be together for about two hours going through things you know because it, it really is like um you know, creating a relationship between them and their body again, and a conversation so they they're again to, to know their body again and what it needs, what it doesn't need, what's been feeding it, what has been depleting it. You know, mm-hmm. um, and it's all about empowering them again as well to know like they are their own healer. You know what I mean? So I'm just kind of like guiding them, showing them back to that, and then obviously, you know, her- the herbal medicine is like amazing because it like reconnects us to the earth. You know, it literally does, it. and it's so uh direct, you know what I mean? It hasn't been like overly processed or concentrated, it's like in its natural form. So it's incredible what happens when people start taking it. I always find um something which is a real common theme is that people's intuition starts coming back, you know. So for years they're just like, I don't know what I need, I don't know what I need, and then, and then suddenly they're like, oh, My body needs this, my body needs that. Mm-hmm. You know, it's it like opens that intuition back up again. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, and I guess what's amazing about the herbs is they work on an emotional and a physical level and, you know, always there's, um, a direct link between, you know, what we're feeling physically to what we're feeling emotionally and vice versa. So I guess what's great about the herbs is that they work on both levels, you know? So it just gives people this like incredible all-rounded support for, for healing or for just getting to where they want to get with, with their health, you know, mm-hmm. um, so I guess yeah that, so I, I do that one on one like during the week and then at the weekends um uh, yeah I'll run the workshops so it's not every weekend uh kind of cuz it's my first year I'm I'm slowly <laughs> slowly stepping into it so I think I've run like three so far um which has been three or four yeah which has been really good and I've I've done them with my friend Danny who is an amazing A woman of the body you know she's just incredible uh yoga teacher and she also is um has huge knowledge about the lymphatic drainage the lymphatic system and teach people about lymphatic drainage massage so we've been like kind of tying the two together and i've been doing like you know like obviously foraging and um teach people what they can make from the medicine so yes it's it's called earthing into the medicine so it's all about that but um yes i've been doing a blend of of the two and i definitely am going to get a lot more workshops out next year that's the plan um so yeah really excited about that and just to kind of keep exploring different ways of doing them and uh, bringing things in but so far it's been amazing it's kind of like a dream come true to be able to do the work the workshops and just also see the kind of um the, the effect it has on people I, I always the, the first thing I do in all the workshops is give people rosemary um whether it's in like tincture form or like just a sprig of rosemary rub between their hands and smell it or the essential oil or something and uh basically like rosemary is the herb of remembrance and it brings circulation to your heart and to your brain so you good for like memory remembering especially remembering stuff from the heart so um yeah it's like reminding people that we're all herbalists Mm. and we've just forgotten you know and you don't need to have a qualification to be your own herbalist you know what I mean so um that that's like a really essential part of the workshop is like working on that side of things like remembering and giving people back that power to like look after themselves again and to connect with the earth in that, in that way you know mm. um so
0: yeah I <laughs> I'm waffling away <laughs> no I'm, I'm digesting I'm like keep talking keep talking <laughs> I love that with like the rosemary. We could put it under our pillows at night. I love doing that, putting herbs under the pillows or in my pockets. And then I'm like, what's in my pocket? And I'm like, oh my God, it's a bunch of basil.
1: <laughs> oh, so good. Oh my gosh. I, I always tell people for um for my like final herbal exam, I put loads of rosemary in, in my bra. Yeah. <laughs> because it was the closest thing I could get to my heart. You know yeah, what I mean? But yeah, 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 I was telling people I had rosemary smelling n- nipples for ages afterwards. <laughs> Oh, that's gas, it's isn't so it? but it, it's, it's great though like i think as you said having the herbs on your person you know like yeah. it's really interesting way of connecting with them and just like having them in
0: your having them in your spectrum your awareness yeah you yeah. soil in the boot a bit of soil on the face <laughs> yeah, I love it. why not I love it. yeah exactly it's, it's, You're yeah. like there's dirt on your face i'm like that's medicine are you joking <laughs> rounding me right now oh I love it Gosh, your what, nails what? Like, that's medicine what are you talking about it's gorgeous I,
1: I I love dirty fingernails I think they're great yeah they're really yeah. nice I'm always a bit scared when I see a finger Elena fingernails that are really really clean
0: <laughs> what are you doing with your life get in the soil what's <laughs> going really on with those hands yeah and I, I tell people sometimes so funny on the workshop I'm like there's drugs in the soil get your hands in the soil you know actually <laughs> drugs in there you know Yeah, right yeah it's like oh. antidepressants yeah you know
1: in the yeah and yeah.
0: something really interesting I know people who are listening now are gonna be like what <laughs> but yeah. I because uh, I was like what when I heard this like I was watching um Marissa Peer she's a hypnotist in the uk yeah. like the leading hypnotist right I, I just if you listen to her stuff it's just phenomenal like the changes yeah, she makes yeah. in people's lives but she was talking about the female orgasm she did a show on it right it's profoundly like insightful like amazing um, yeah. and she was talking that if women are having them that it is keeping women young fertile mm-hmm. and it's the best anti-aging you could ever have because your skin mm-hmm. Like, you could be putting on layers of anti-aging cream. Like, it's it's from the inside, you know, these hormones. So, yeah, have I mean, more, yeah. have more, have as many as you can. You're going to be young for life. And the other thing oh. she was saying was about um, the male, that sperm. It's mm. nature's most powerful antidepressant. Oh, <gasps> what? Yeah. That is there's amazing. A, there's, a, there's a chemical in it. I I can't even pronounce it now. It's like purroglandin or something. I don't know. It begins with P, but... Oh. It was just, yeah. I was just like, wow. But she was like, obviously practice safe sex and all of that because <laughs> <laughs> yeah. she was more like, sex, you know, more there was Do yeah. you know, um, oh, it, it was just really insightful, and I hope because for me, I was just like, wow, wow, wow. You know, like I, I just wanted to share it because we need to, you know, all the powers in us. You know, yeah, we can you're be so right. useful for life. Yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's so true, and also, yeah, remembering you know how important it is to like self-care and self-pleasure you know like give ourselves pleasure permission to have ple- pleasure and space for it as well mm. you know I think I think there's a huge movement coming back around this and it's amazing and seeing people to talk about sex again and orgasms and everything mm. but you're right it's like one of those things that's like crucial for health you know and it's not always just about what we like take internally you know it's about actually how we live our life yeah and how we how we how we interact with our body as well our body is like a piece of nature too you know it's like interacting with the sea or the earth or the soil and it's like how do you interact with it do you yeah do you um do you spend time with it do you pleasure it do you do you listen to it and yeah it i i love that i love finding out about that that is absolutely yeah. incredible yeah wow. it's always yeah. The it of. big n it makes so much sense doesn't it
0: yeah oh yeah it's i think as yeah. well sometimes like you have those, you might be experiencing something. Um, Cause I always thought as well, like that our world is built. It is like, it is built with too much information. You know, our par our grandparents yeah. didn't even have half of this in their life. You know, it's just insane the amount of information. And sometimes when you go out and you live life without books and without teachers, like obviously we need them. But when you go, um, I think like there's a lot of it right now. And sometimes if you go out firsthand, hand And have those experiences and be curious and Mm -hmm. then afterwards you might read something you're like oh that's what it is you know you're like oh yeah (laughs) Yeah, but your your instinct will bring you to those if you listen it would bring you to those good hormones those good places those happy places if we're listening and then then after we might figure out like oh that's why (laughs) you know I want to put my hands in the soil why is that and then we figure out like oh wow the chemistry and you know It's so right.
1: Yeah. I think that's that's such a beautiful point to make as well, because we've in many ways, like stopped trusting our intuition and our instincts. And like, you know, think about like herbal medicine, it's like ancient and like Mm. science is very new. So like back in the past, but so much of what they discovered thousands of years ago is still true to the herbs now, like what they're good for. Even after they've done the science and have looked into the compounds now, they're they're like, oh, yeah, that herb is actually really good for that. Um, yeah. how do they know that and it's because they're using their senses you know they're so in touch with their senses because I guess they didn't have all the distractions mm. so it is such a for me that's such an amazing kind of um, portrayal of like how important it is to keep connecting with their senses and and, re- and just a reminder as well of like why we actually can do so much with our intuition and our and our senses if we just let ourse- allow ourselves to be with them um, But but I guess there's a lot of pressure I think in society nowadays to have the science backed up which I think is good as well like we like science is so beautiful and that information is so beautiful and having all the information but I think sometimes then it can make you switch off from your intuition and definitely it's something I have to practice too like because I can get really drawn into just like looking it up instead of like taking that space to like feel into
0: society thing as well of like prove yourself prove yourself oh, who were you like it? who are you who oh. prove yourself and then you're like I better check this up now so I know what to say yeah, yeah completely there's huge pressure like if you yeah, say like oh because I felt it they'll be like what are you talking about yeah yeah, yeah.
1: <laughs> I know so yeah it's actually it's such an interesting time to be a herbalist because back in the day like herbalist you know like because it is very intuitive as well the way you work and um back back in the day you know with in in bitty early times and stuff like that people would just trust the herbalists you know the the village herbalists they trust them and you know they're just like i need this help and they'd make them up whatever potion formula and give it to them and uh there wouldn't be that pressure of like well what what compounds are in that what's this dude you know so it it is really interesting but at the same time it's beautiful as well because like the 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 training I did, it was a fusion of everything, like all angles of approaching herbs. So like the really like academic side, the science side, you know, all the peer-reviewed journals, everything. And then like intuition, spending time with the plants, um, also like reading like old herbals from like the past and you know, comparing it to to the modern day research and like seeing mm-hmm. seeing where they cross over and where they don't, you know. So it it's a really it's a really interesting time to like be a herbalist and have all these angles that are open to it. You know what I mean? It's kind of it's very empowering in a way, but can also be a bit overwhelming at times too. Because you sort sometimes just be be in the intuitive as opposed to like be in like the intuitive end the, and the modern and the science. You know, so it's like a really interesting. But you know, it's it's an it's an incredible time for the herbs though because they are they have the potential to be seen so clearly right now you know um because the, there has been so much research done into them and even like with mushrooms and everything they're doing so much research into them now as well so it's amazing that there is and this. did platform, you yeah.
0: study here like in ireland
1: yeah i studied it in belfast actually um with uh daniel raw he's this incredible uh herb i think he's been a herbalist for like over like 30 years Three, thirty, four years and then was a horticulturist before that so he just has like a well of knowledge um and the school was called the excelsior school of herbal medicine um so it was like a three-year intensive course it was kind of like four years smushed into, into three years um but yeah it was absolutely incredible such an amazing learning experience and he got so many different herbalists from all over the world to come and teach us which was just incredible as well because that's what you need as well you need exposure to everyone's different approaches like you know every herbalist has a different approach it's not kind of one yes. one size fits all kind of scenario and mm-hmm. uh, which is great yeah because you have to use your strengths and your weak and kind of acknowledge your weaknesses as well so like sometimes you might be the right herbalist for someone but then not for the other person but then you, yeah. you might know because the community in Ireland is small as well. So it's good in terms of like, I might all know, okay, maybe that person needs this herbalist instead or this Mm. other practitioner, you know? Um, Mm. So it's great in that sense, you know, working together and kind of working with each other's strengths, you know?
0: And Mm. I'd imagine even like, I bet you in some rural places on the islands off the West, there's herbalists there that are not called herbalists, you know, they're just so knowledgeable I bet they're like hiding around in the ditches oh it's it's everywhere it's, and <laughs> you, know, West Cork, like, hidden, you know they're just more hidden they're like oh yeah, you know, yeah, I don't yeah. know anything and I'm like you know everything
1: <laughs> you know you're, you're so right like even West Cork I've just been blown away the amount of people that just have such knowledge about the plants and it's just from spending time with them and just experimenting and doing, doing their own thing with it so it's really I guess that's when the one of the beauties about living somewhere where it's more rural and quiet because you have the time to do that mm. you know you have the time to um uh you know go out and spend time with nature and forage and make stuff you know what I mean yeah uh, So yeah, it's amazing
0: and something I found a real um uh, kind of a a repetition maybe or I don't know if that's the word on the podcast I don't know why but it seems that like yeah many people I don't know if it was your story but like they were so connected to the earth and the land as a child and then went through a period of disconnection and then have come back yeah. it's like yeah. I'm finding this like I'm like every person is saying the same thing you know it's like we go in and we go out, we go back you know
1: literally yeah that's exactly my story was so connected yeah. as a kid and teenage years wasn't and was so unhappy as a teenager like incredibly unhappy and Depressed and you know, eating too much, eating like eating the wrong things, drinking too much, you know, the kind of typical story, and then yeah. finding my way back to it. Yeah, it's funny, isn't it?
0: Yeah.
1: It seems to be this like write of passage almost. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's
0: funny. You know, kind of
1: but I guess it's one way it's like you sometimes you have to go to the other side to know which side you want to be on, you know.
0: Yeah. Back on the plants. <laughs> yes. Yeah, back on plants. Always uh, back on the plants yeah so uh would you like to share anything else before we finish up maybe about any future work thing or where people can find you
1: yeah um so I guess for like one-on-one um consultations if you want to work with the herbs um I'm living in West Cork but also have a practice up in Dublin as well so I kind of uh go between the two but uh also do like online stuff as well and for workshops um myself and uh danny hero who's like she's called the the rewildlife on instagram uh we are running this it's going to be like a cozy lovely evening of earthing into the medicine and basically uh, I'll be guiding you how to forage in your own kitchen <laughs> and what, what, what you can make from it for like the winter months you know when there's not um that much going on outside apart from obviously the seaweed and the roots and everything Um, but yeah it's basically what kind of potions and tinctures and other like hair rinses, cream, stuff like that you can make from what's in your kitchen already so it's like kitchen herbs, kitchen herbal medicine and um, so that's going to be on the 7th of December and you can... Uh, you find out about it through my Instagram or Danny's Instagram. And then I've got, um, yeah, like three swimming into connections coming up over the next kind of four weeks, I think it is. So this Sunday, 13th November in West Cork. And then the following two dates are in Dublin on the 27th of November and the 11th of December. Um, and then, yeah, January, there'll be a lot more kind of information rolling out. I'll have a new website as well. <laughs> So things will be clearer to see of like what's happening where, uh, but yeah, definitely going to be a lot more kind of uh, workshops happening, especially in the springtime, but there'll be some stuff happening in January as well. Kind of, uh, I'm starting this thing called returning to ritual with a friend of mine. And um, so, yeah, it's all about coming back to living in ritual with the earth and with the way you move your body and with the way you feed your body. So uh, that's going to be exciting as well. So yeah, that's kind of the gist of the next
0: <laughs> in the next couple of months. Super! Thank you so much. Thank you for sharing today.
1: Oh, thank you so much as well. I really appreciate it. it's great. It's great chat with you as well. I've 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 learned so much. So uh,
0: yeah, <laughs> we hope Start you have some folks. <laughs> yeah. Um, so yeah, um, folks. If you like this episode and you got something, please give it a share. It might help somebody else. Um, and patrons, thank you so much for supporting. If you do get something from the podcast, please consider supporting. You're helping me to conserve our native Irish honeybee. And I wish you all a beautiful week and I'll chat to you all soon. Ciao.